Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gamblernet in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. All right, everybody, welcome into another Auburn Live basketball show. Appreciate everybody for joining us. Special guest today, assistant coach Stephen Pearl is in the house. Stephen, what's up, man? What's up, Hope? How you doing? Good, hanging in there. I know. I know you guys are uh, happy about a bye week. Finally. <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, it's been a grind. You know, thirteen straight. Uh, we're one of the last teams in the league to get a bye, and uh, definitely, you know needed right now uh, for guys just to kind of get rested up a little bit, um, heal up a few things, uh, a few nicks and bruises and a couple injuries. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was uh, those first 13 games and the stretch that we had been on, you know, having played, you know, what was it, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven quad one games and, and nine games, uh, just, you know, brutal, brutal stretch and that, that you know, uh, you know, I thought we, we did a pretty decent job of managing. Probably would have liked to have gotten at least one more in that stretch. Um, but, you know, to come out with two quad ones, um, you know, beating South Carolina like we did, you know, uh, still in a decent spot. Uh, losing to Kentucky obviously hurt. You know, uh, we're going to have to win out the rest of these games if we want to have a chance uh, at, at having a chance of sharing the league or winning the league. Um, but, yeah, definitely uh, a much-needed week off to kind of – get back on our feet all right we're going to get into the Kentucky game we'll talk a little bit about Jalen Williams um, and a lot of other stuff as we go real quick shout out to our main sponsor of the show Session Cocktail downtown Auburn go check them out right there on Magnolia Avenue next to Taco Mama Um, go visit them for happy hour uh, drinks before or after dinner on the weekends whatever you got go say hey to Joe the GM there Um, tell them we sent you tell them you heard about it from Auburn Live Um, but go check them out when you're in town or if you live in Auburn uh, and you haven't been there, go visit them. 
Um, always love going to hang out at session. Appreciate their sponsorship of the show, as well as GameTime.co. GameTime, sponsor of not just our show, but on three sports as well. It's a great app to go get last-minute um, tickets for concerts or comedy shows or sporting events. Use the promo code WARIGLE, and you get 20% off your first purchase. GameTime.co, go check them out. A um, couple more home games left for Auburn, so go check them out um, if you're looking for tickets for Georgia or Mississippi State. Uh, am I forgetting one? Georgia, Mississippi uh, State. No, those are those are our last two. Yeah, Georgia and Mississippi State. So uh, especially that Georgia game at the end of the year, I bet that'll be a hot ticket. So go check out GameTime.co. Um, all right, let's talk about Kentucky, this, this Kentucky game a little bit. Tough loss, just a, sort of, I mean, not sort of, a very uncharacteristic shooting night, especially in Neville. I mean, it's been years, years. Um, and it's just one of those nights where I, I thought there were a lot of good looks. They just... It just didn't fall, especially, I mean, early on, it was almost like a microcosm of what was to come. Um, what was kind of your impressions from, from that game? Kentucky obviously played well. You know, They always come in. You know they've got the the ability. It's just whether or not they put it together or not. Um, but what was kind of your, your takeaways from, from that game? Yeah, I mean, having, having watched the game a couple times, um, you know, defensively held, holding them to 70 points, that's their second lowest output of the year, a team that averages 90 you know, if you had told me going into the game that they score 70 points and go four for 13 from the three-point line, I said we win by 15. You know, I just yeah. – so, I mean, obviously I want to give Kentucky credit. They played a lot harder than what they had shown on film these last two games. Uh, defensively, they're – you know, obviously DJ Wagner is a big piece for them defensively because he's the one guy that can really get up in you and bother you with ball pressure, and he bothered our point guards with his ball pressure. There's no doubt about it. Uh, he really bothered Trey and, and Aiden with his ball pressure. didn't allow us to get into our stuff. Um, and he did, he did a really good job with that, but, you know, to hold him to 70, 70 points, you know, I think we win that game every single time. Um, so the shooting was, you know, I think it was an anomaly, honestly. Um, you know, we watching the game, we had, you know, wide open looks from three and, you know, four of our first five threes, like, I think they all rimmed out. So we, we got decent looks. Um, and, you know, once the shots weren't falling, you know, just kind of, uh, lingered on for the rest of the game. So, you know, it was, t- it was tough to get into a flow. Obviously, they had, they had a lot to do with that just because, you know, they do a really good job. They did a really good job in this game of obviously extending their ball pressure, you know, bothering us on drives. And, you know, they did a – you know, we turned the ball over 11 times. And one of the biggest things we talked about was live ball turnovers turned into points on the other end. And they had off 11 turnovers, they scored 23 points. So – that was one thing that our guys didn't do a great job of buying in the scouting report. We had a couple of just, you know, bad turnovers that led to either threes or and ones on the other end. And we just can't, you can't do that against Kentucky. So, um, you know, but I thought defensively, like just watching the clip, like we played hard, we ran them off the three point line. We forced them to tough contested twos, you know, Reeves goes five for 14 from two. Um, you know, so, I mean, we did a good job on Shepard. I thought for the most part, you know, um, Adu Thierro, you know, was huge for them, I thought. He, uh, with, with, you know, with Trey Mitchell being out, um, he added another athletic, you know, quick, explosive player to their roster, whereas Trey Mitchell is more of a bigger, slower, lumbering foreman that's more of a pick-and-pop guy. It would have been a much better matchup for us had Trey Mitchell played in this game, even though he's a really important piece to what they do. I wasn't thrilled that he didn't play in the game because I thought we matched up better with him in the game as opposed to a, you know, quicker, more athletic Fierro, who gave him just huge minutes, you know, scoring 14 points, getting eight rebounds. Um, he was just a, a really important piece for him. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was tough. We, we had an unbelievable opportunity to 
put ourselves in a really good position, um, doing it at home with an unbelievable environment. Um, but, you know, Kentucky came in and, and played hard. Um, you know, they hadn't shown that enough this year consistently with a young team. Um, so they, they did a really good job coming in and, and probably getting one of the best road wins of the year, being able to come into our our building and beat us for the, you know, we've lost, what, three times in three years. So, yeah. um, you know, obviously that's obviously disappointing that we lost the game. But, uh, you know, they do have all these McDonald's Amer- All-Americans. These guys are all potential. We don't have one NBA pro. They have, you know, six or seven. So um, at least first-round guys. So they did a good job of coming in, taking advantage, and, we just they, they got us on a good night because we just we, we couldn't make open shots and you know we just didn't make good good decisions with the ball and uh, it was it was a mixture of everything so it's just obviously you know we're we're really disappointed and we really wanted to get that one. Yeah, and I think bringing up the defense is a good point. Everybody obviously offense was a struggle and 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 we all saw that. But what kind of got lost in that is 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 the defensive performance seventy against Kentucky. Even think back to. Um, I mean, you see what Alabama's out there doing, putting up 100 points a game, and you held them to 79 and 81. Um, but in this one, I, you know, I, I think the defensive effort, I think, is um, the players deserve some credit. Nothing's falling on offense. It's a struggle. You know, you're, you're down a, every, the whole game. Uh, but the defensive effort never waned. You know, it, it, it easily could have translated to that end, and you could have gotten lazy, and they could have gone on runs, and they could have won by 20 or something. But the defensive effort – was there and you held him down to 70 points. I mean, even Reeves scored 22, but it took him 20 shots. Rock, you know, Dillingham, four of nine, 11 points. Like there's some pretty good, pretty good stuff in there defensively. Um, and I think the guys, you know, guys deserve some, some credit, I think, for hanging in there. Yeah, I think you know, the only game that we really kind of shut down, I thought, was at Florida. Uh, they were just the fresher team. And, you know, I think second half, like we ended up, last four minutes getting it to a reasonable number to, to help us out with our math. But I mean, yeah, I thought, you know, even though the shots weren't falling, like our guys continued to guard, you know, there was a couple of just like really bad breaks on like some offensive rebounds and 50, 50 balls that they got yeah. that converted to points. And like, you know, those, those are just deflating. Um, so I thought for the most part, our guys really did a good job. There was a couple breakdowns on, you know, on penetration. We lost a few guys and part of those came off of offensive rebounds. So, uh, but for the most part, you know, you, like you're you're gonna make mistakes against the number seven offensive efficiency team in the country. You're that, just because they're that they're that good offensively, but our defense has done a really good job of keeping us in games when we struggled offensively. And obviously, you can see like when we when we defend and we're able to make shots, we beat teams by 30, 20, 30, 40. Mm-hmm. So the offense is there. It's just it's just it's been way too inconsistent in our bad games. But our defense at least gives us a chance to have an opportunity to get back into it. And if we continue to do that we'll be okay. We just can't let our defense ever be affected by a, a, a poor offensive night. Yeah, and, and, and this is you know one of those games I think you finished with uh, 11 turnovers, 11 assists, so right there at even. What makes that, you know, if you look throughout this, this season, when, when, you're, when you're about even assist to turnover or under, you, you've, you've lost or struggled. When, when you're really good in those, on that ratio, you're, you're phenomenal. Obviously, outside of the obvious, don't turn the ball over, specifically about the way this Auburn team is built, why is that so important, that assist-to-turnover ratio to be, you know, you probably need 13, 14 assists and maybe seven, eight turnovers, something like that, and then go from there. Why is that so important um, to this team? Because it's like clockwork. I mean, when it's good, you're good. When it's even or less, it's a struggle. Yeah, I mean, this game is a little different because I thought, like, on our open threes, they were coming off of, like, hockey assists. So, like, we were making the extra pass, and we just – we missed – wide. like, it wasn't like we were coming off the bounce and shooting open shots. 
all that stuff was like inside out and one more to the perimeter. And we were just missing just butt naked threes. So it was like, mm-hmm. you know, you make four or five of those, you know, you know, one, like we're, we're, we win the game, but two, that's 15 or 16 assists and 11 turnovers. You have in the po- a positive assist turnover ratio. So I think in some games, uh, the ball sticks too much and we take bad shots. And that's why we end up having a poor offensive night. But in this game, like, you know, did we take some bad shots? Yeah, of course. But to only have 11 turnovers, you know, that, that that's not that's not bad. They did an awesome, unbelievable job of converting those turnovers. But, you know, I thought that, you know, we did an okay job of sharing the ball. Uh, but, you know, four for 22 from three, you know, of the of those 18 misses, I would say, man, 12 of them were wide open with, like, mm-hmm. no one within a couple feet of the of our guys. So, like, at the end of the day, we got to make those shots or make make half of them. You can't just like you you can't miss wide open shots like that uh, in big games. Um, so I think that had a little bit to do with with our assist numbers being down. Because I thought you know, there was a, after rewatching it, there was a couple plays where we made the extra pass and made the right pass. We just didn't make shots. Obviously, the 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 big news coming out for Auburn was Jalen Williams leaves with about ten minutes to go. Um, you know when he's out, I think it was seven or eight points. You're definitely within striking di- difference. You had just made a run to make it five. They had made a couple buckets. It was maybe seven or eight. Um, when he goes down awkwardly and it, it looked bad, and then we get the report on Sunday that it's not. He doesn't need season-ending surgery. He'll just miss some time. Um, we all know how important he is. I mean, it's it's been clear as day when he plays well, Auburn wins. When he doesn't, Auburn struggles. What I guess what was maybe the feeling? What was maybe the feeling during the game? Because it was you could sort of feel it in the arena. I don't know if, how the players handle it on the bench, but you could feel a little bit in the arena, like oh, you know, like it's down. It's going to be tough. What was sort of I guess the feeling when it happened, and then now afterwards you feel like okay, he's going to come back. We don't know when. And sort of how you, what was the feeling then? And then now sort of how do you deal with it in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, it was frustrating in game because, you know, we're down, I think we were down five or seven at the time. And, you know, he goes up and he gets fouled. It's a clear foul. I mean, just, it's a missed call. You know, there's no verticality there. He hits his arm. You know, it's, a, it's just a missed call. And then they go down and go on a 9-2 run after he goes down. So it's like, that's a huge swing in the game. Um you know, so he made an aggressive play. Aiden makes a great pass on a back cut, which we talked about them doing on us doing on penetration. And he gets fouled. Like Jalen, you know, usually would go to the line and make those free throws. But if he had been out, you know, someone else could have stepped up and made those free throws and cut the lead even more. Then they go on a big run after that. So in game, you know, we can't really get too high or too low based on that. So like we just knew that we had to move on to the next play and hope he was okay. After the game, obviously, you know, a little bit of you start to worry a little bit about what what it could look like, and you know we we get the best possible news on Sunday morning that you know like you said it doesn't require seizing ending ending injury not only for us but for him this is his last year obviously this summer he's going to be trying to go play professionally so it's great news for him um, and you know he obviously he's such an amazing kid and teammate that he he doesn't deserve to have like you know a torn ACL or anything like that like he deserves to have the opportunity to go show these guys what he's been doing all year. And, you know, there's no mystery about it. When Jalen plays well, you know, we're, we're probably 20-0. When Jalen doesn't play well, we're probably 0-6. So um, he's a huge piece to our team. You know, he and Janai are probably the two most irreplaceable, like, pieces on this roster. Um, so to lose – and I think they both benefit from each other being out there. Uh, they both feed off each other because, you know, if one of them's not playing well, they can concentrate on the other. But if they're both playing well – it's hard who do you decide to guard and who do you send more attention to. So, um, you know, obviously it's going to hurt us. Uh, it's going to hurt us a lot. And it's going to hurt Janai because there's going to be a lot of, you know, attention put on him defensively. So other guys have to step up. You know, 
But we have a ton of confidence in guys like Chaney Johnson um, to be able to come in and obviously, you know, eat up those minutes and, and do some big things for him. You know, on the road, Chaney's been really good. He's been some of our best. He's had our best plus minus on the road, I think, of our last three games. He's been the one guy that's really shown up every single night and, and had a little bit of intensity and a little bit of grit and gave us a little bit of a spark. So if he can continue that and other guys step up and, you know, we get some of our guards to make open shots, you know, Obviously, the, and the defense continues to stay where it is. You know, we'll we'll stay competitive, but you know, there's there's no ifs ands or about it. Like losing Jalen's huge. Uh, it's going to hurt us. It's going to affect us. But you know, uh, it's a, it, it happening happening on a bye week is a good thing because now we get a couple extra days to game plan without him in there and work on a few other lineups and a few other things that we think could work with him being out. Um, so we got like our guys have got to be ready to practice this week. Come come, you know, ready to to learn. And, you know, just uh, buy into what we're doing and trying to get ready for Georgia on Saturday. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, it kind of feels like a money ball situation. You know, you can't replace Jalen's 16 points. You can't replace him. you got to figure out, I guess, in the aggregate how to how to make up for his, his production. Lamore Chaney, Lamore Chad Baker, Lamore Leor. Um, but, I mean, you know, you've, you've played so many guys all year. Like, this is where – Hopefully that comes into play. Like people wonder sometimes about the minute 10 guy getting, getting all these minutes. And well, here's an example of maybe where it can pay off. Lior's played a ton of minutes. So is Chris Moore. So is Chad Baker. So is Chaney. And you hope that they can just sort of fill in and nobody's overwhelmed with a little bit more responsibility. Yeah. I mean, you know, people can complain all they want about what the minutes are. And like, I, I don't really care. Like, we're 20 and six at Auburn, you know, like get over yourself. Like it's just ridiculous. Like, we know what we're doing, you know. Um, we know exactly what we're doing, and you know this is this is why we why we play the guys that we play. So when we do get an injury or something happens, like it's not a shell shock for those guys who come in and haven't been, you know, have or have not been playing. So um, you know, our guys have stayed right and stayed ready, especially at the three and four position. Like those guys have done an unbelievable job of one being supportive of each other, cheering for each other, having each other's backs. So I have no doubt that, you know, those guys will be able to step in and, and obviously try and replace what, what we're missing with Jalen. It's going to be difficult, but, um, you know, I think that those guys have done a really good job of staying ready for their opportunity. Uh, so when they do get those chances, they're going to take, they're going to make the most of them. So, um, but yeah, you're right. Like our depth's been our biggest strength. So when we lose somebody like this, it's got to obviously pick it up where, you know, pick, pick up some of that slack and obviously try and fill in some of that void uh, as we go on the road these next two games. Um, after the game, somebody, um, a, a reporter, used the word demoralized um, in, in describing the Kentucky game, and, and, and BP was quick to say, yeah, hold on. You know, this wasn't a demoralizing loss. I'm not demoralized. Kentucky's really good. Um, we didn't play well, disappointed, but not but not demoralized in, in the least. Um, it, it, I guess how's the, how's the team? How's your perspective? I mean, I mean you're, you're sitting here nine and four in the league. You're in, you're in great shape. You're – a top four seed nationally, I think going into Saturday, I don't know what the latest is, but you're right around that four seed line, I guess, at the moment. Um, how do you sort of 
deal with coming off that loss. Is that fair, disappointing, but but not demoralizing in in the least? I thought Bruce was really interesting, like trying to set expectations of going, you know, hey, tough loss. We wanted to win. Don't 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 get us wrong, but by no means is that demoralizing. Um, and really trying to give Kentucky credit for playing well, and and you move on, you got some more opportunities in front of you. Yeah, I mean, people's definitions of demoralizing are, are interesting. Losing at home to Kentucky, and we, we're they're two and six here in their last eight opportunities. Yeah. So I mean, if that's demoralizing, then golly, like I can't imagine what happens when we lose our next one because we're gonna lose yeah. again. Like just you know, it's just it's just college basketball. Like you know, Purdue goes to Ohio State last night, and Ohio State lost their head coach, fired their head coach, and you know. Uh, shout out to my buddy Jake Diebler, like filling in and winning that game. But it's like, if us losing at home to Kentucky is demoralizing, then I'm not sure like what to tell you. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, if that's demoralizing. Then damn, like, I can't imagine what the Appalachian State game was. If that, if Kentucky at home is demoralizing, a team that's winning their league right now, I'm probably going to win their league. I don't know. Um, no, it's not demoralizing. You know, it's just um, one thing that I think we've struggled with is after playing great in certain games we've we've had a hard time obviously it's impossible to repeat that type of performance you know we we beat Ole Miss by home we were up 35 then we come back and we lose at Alabama that's not like surprising but we didn't play great at Alabama we go on the road we beat um, Ole Miss you know play great lose at lose at Florida right beat South Carolina by 40 who's number 11 in the country Come back, lose the home in Kentucky. So it's just hard to stack those types of performances back to back. But it's something that we as a team have got to get better at. You know, not getting too high after those wins and being able to come in and play better in those games. But it's been a consistent theme. After we've played a great game, we've really struggled to kind of put two games back to back together. So hopefully, this is a kind of a wake up call to our guys to kind of lock back in and and try and go on the road and and beat a Georgia team who had Tennessee beat. Had Alabama beat, had Florida, like, you know, kind of almost beat, like, you know, they've, they've almost beat some really good teams at home. So they're going to, we're going to, we're going to be down in this game at, at Georgia. I guarantee it. Like, we just got to hang in there and claw back and just stay patient because, you know, they're, they're pretty good at home. Um, but yeah, demoralizing is a ridiculous way to describe that game. Obviously, it was disappointing because we're playing them at home. We had a great opportunity to put ourselves in a really good spot in the league and we just didn't take advantage of it. But that's just, you know, that's what's going to happen. So, you just got to learn from it, bounce back, and get ready for the next one. Yeah, you mentioned how hard it is. I mean, Purdue, right, Ohio State was 4-10 and 10 in the league, just fired their coach, beats Purdue. And we've seen a bunch of that, a bunch of top 10 teams going on the road and losing to unranked teams this year, more so than normal. Um, is it just a weird year? Is there – are, are, are home environments just becoming harder to play? Are people just understanding how to sort of uh, create harder home environments to go win in? What do you, what do you think is going into – these, I mean, you mentioned Georgia should have had some some home wins. Florida's unbelievable at home. Like, what what do you think is going into some of that? I think a lot of it's the transfer portal. To be completely honest with you, I think it has made teams that are you know in the middle or the bottom of the league, you know, a lot more competitive, a lot quicker. So you look at you look at in our league, look at South Carolina, perfect example. You know, picked picked 14th by all the geniuses who call losing at home to Kentucky demoralizing. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at Florida, you know, they had the number one transfer portal class in the country, and obviously they're ranked in the top 25 this week, and they're in great position in the league. And like you said, they're really good at home. You look at Georgia. Like Georgia early in the year had one of the best wins. They went to South Carolina and beat South Carolina and, you know, had Tennessee beat at home. So, like, I think the transfer portal has made um, teams that need to catch up a little quicker a lot more competitive sooner. So, 
Uh, and I think it's made teams a little more resilient throughout the year and very dangerous because there's, there's not a huge talent gap in the league anymore. Like, you know, there's, there is a little bit, but like, you know, from teams four through 12, like there's a lot of really good players on those teams. And if they get hot and get going at the right time, like, you know, they can knock off, you know, obviously, you know, really good teams. But at the end of the day, like being in the top 10, being in the top 20, uh, or being in the top of your league, when you go on the road, those teams are going to play harder. Or even when they come into your place, they're going to play harder. They're going to be obviously a little more sharp uh, because it's a big game. So it's just harder to win when when you had that target on your back. And, you know, you've kind of seen it all across the country that, you know, no one's been safe from obviously, you know, losing um, on the road uh, in tough environments. So I think it's a mixture of obviously teams getting excited to play big games, but then there's just not a huge talent gap anymore because you're able to bring in some good players out of the portal and kind of re, you know, you know, re-up your team every year. A um, couple more questions and we'll get you out of here. Uh, what's what's sort of the, I guess, the hope, the plan for, for this bye week? Yeah, I got a chance to take maybe a couple of extra days off. What's what's sort of the mindset of the coaches and the team when you go into this thing? You don't want to – obviously, you, you're going to continue to practice, but does it just take a few more days off? Is it rest? Like, does anything change or do you just add a couple – do you just add an off day or how does this bye week work? We'll add an off day. I mean, we'll we'll go today. We'll do some, you know, individual workout stuff, skill development, shots, stuff like that. They'll get a really good lift in today. Won't you know? Won't go too hard on the floor, but we'll, we'll be productive. Uh, obviously, we got to work on some things with the lineup. With obviously Jalen being out, so um, we'll do that. We'll take tomorrow off, and then Wednesday, you know, we'll get ready for the Georgia scout, and then Thursday, probably go live on Thursday to get ready for the Georgia game. You know, Friday you know, just like a normal practice the day before the game and then travel to Athens on, on Friday. So one extra off day in there today won't be too strenuous on them, but we'll get some good skill work in. Guys will get a lot of shots um, and, you know, just kind of prepare for, for, for what we got on Saturday. So, and then obviously all the while, you know, getting guys back healthy, um, you know, a couple guys got to obviously take some time off and, you know, get in the training room and get in the weight room with Coach D and, you know, just kind of get ready for, for the final stretch that we have these last five games. Yeah, I was gonna in, end on that one, which is which is, you know, you got five games left. You're you know you're still competing for an SEC championship. I mean, it's still within reach. Um, but you got the tournament. You got the SEC tournament. You got the NCAA tournament to think about. How do you sort of approach the last five games and, and what you're looking for from your team? You obviously want to win, but you're thinking about I want to be playing well going into March, um, rotation wise, whatever. You're kind of balancing wanting to play well now and also figuring some things out and wanting to play well in March, especially as you get into February. How, how do you sort of – how do you guys view this – just these last few games, Nashville's coming up, NCAA's term, tournament's coming up? Like, what are you looking for? Yeah, I mean, for us, like, with the guys, it's got to be a game-by-game situation. Like, obviously, like, you know, we probably have to win the last five if you want to have a chance at winning the league. But, you know, it's going to be really hard to do without Jalen. And, you know, even if we had Jalen going to Tennessee, like, you know, it's gonna be, that was going to be hard to win regardless. So, um, but, you know, you got to take it game-by-game. Obviously, you know, the most important one is Saturday against Georgia. Like, you know, got to find, find a way to go in there and, and steal one, you know, and then just get ready for the next one. But like you said, I think the most important thing is continue to keep our confidence up, understand that, you know, we've played some good basketball. You know, we, we beat Alabama by 18. We beat South Carolina by 40. Those are two of the top teams in our league. So we've beaten two of the best teams in our league by a very large margin in our last four games. You know, we just happened to, to lose to Florida and Kentucky, who are also two of the top four teams in our league. We've Our last four games have been against the top four teams in our league. So it's just, you know, it's been a tough stretch. So, um, got to work at it game by game, you know, trying to obviously keep our confidence up, 
understand that shots will fall as long as we continue to play defense. We'll have a chance. So uh, we can't look at it at a five-game deal with the guys. It's got to be game by game and just trying to continue to improve, start to play our best basketball so we have a chance in Nashville and then the NCAA tournament to make a run. Well, it's going to be fun. You're, you know, you, you guys have put yourself in position. As BP says, you're in position to be in position. Um, so I think this team is – He's already done a bunch of good stuff. We'll see how it goes these last five games, the NCAA tournament coming up. Um, and uh, they're capable of a lot. And I, and I want to echo what you said about Jalen. I posted on our board Sunday um, that exact thing. I said, man, I said, y'all, just, just kind of just so you know, like Jalen is one of the best kids um, on this team. He's just he's stuck it out through this program for years, um, you know, thought about leaving last year, came back, and it's just really good that his – season and career at Auburn didn't end that way he didn't deserve that and so it was really really great news that he gets a chance to um, hopefully come back on his own terms and um, and all that good stuff so I want to echo um, what you said there that was that was really awesome stuff man I appreciate you joining us um, good luck these last five games um, and we'll uh, we'll all be paying very close attention no doubt all right I appreciate you man you got it all right everybody see you go to auburnlive.com subscribe and we'll see you next time madness is here Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. .com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.